Welcome to Let's Talk Ed. And Zahi, we've been talking about graduation rates and the graduation problem uh, for colleges. And uh, as an administrator in higher education, you've been given this magic wand and you are going to fix this problem. What, what do you do with it? Oh boy, uh, uh, thank you for having <laughs> me a hot potato. Uh, <laughs> what would I do? I would, um, I would, I would stop. Not that we can, but I would start with the development of our faculty and staff and rethinking the way we operate. Uh, you know, we talk uh, a lot about guided pathways. Guided pathways is not a a miracle solution made by an alchemist in in the dark. It is it is a set of best practices that have been empirically proven many times. They've come from the field to those researchers as opposed to the opposite. So let's. I think we need to rethink the way we operate. We think we think we've got it right, but in reality, if we were to be paid based on the success of our students, many of us would go hungry. Well, remember, two-thirds of the uh, of the students are not graduating nationally in, in uh, two-year colleges and a third, a little over a third in, in uh, four-year institutions. So, yes, we're doing great things. Yes, we've got success stories. Yes, we transform lives. Yes, we're enlightening and, and helping uh, enlightening societies and helping economic development, workforce development. You know, uh, absolutely. But it's like talking about fusion versus fission in 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 uh, nuclear power you know yes you're getting a lot from one but the other one is far more powerful far more uh, um, capable of, of giving you a higher impact from the same amount of matter starting with I think part of what I would do is really invest in safety nets uh, and and have those support services available to students. So, you know, we talked about this on the, the last program where food insecurity is a huge problem. Homelessness is a huge problem. Mental health. Um, yeah all of those things. And, you know, what happens when budgets are tight, you know, you really start focusing on, you know, the absolute core basics and those things can be left behind. You look at, you know, many colleges will have some kind of a first year program to help acclimate students to college life. And a lot of that time is spent on study skills and and things like that, but not necessarily addressing, uh, you know, the needs of somebody that maybe doesn't know where their next meal is coming from. Uh, so it's important that, that colleges have available things like food pantries, have mental health services available, um, you know, have things that can help, you know, working families that can help you know, homeless students and all of that. And, uh, you know, you look at two-year colleges, especially um, two-year colleges have a, a higher rate of people that, that come from, 
you know, economically disadvantaged backgrounds, uh, historically disadvantaged backgrounds, you know, based on, you know, race or, or things like that. And, you know, having the support services there for those students to succeed beyond simply, well, if you need tutoring, here's where you go. Absolutely. Absolutely. We need those. We need to develop our faculty. Uh, so our instruction is supportive uh, because those are those are not skills that are second nature to every single one of us. Remember, we hire predominantly on subject matter expertise, and we're hoping that that individual turns into a teacher. Um, so we need we need to support the people who support our students. First and foremost, we need to equip them as well while we're equipping our students for the success that they need. We also need to think about our schedules. Our schedules play a big role. If if you're working and your company moves you from first shift to, to second shift, or or you now you can't come on, on Tuesday and Thursday like, like you thought you would, or, or you had started uh, doing, those are problematic. So those flexibility uh, opportunities for the students, those high flex where people can go in and out, ability to move across sections. So, so then sections that are being taught with a lot more homogeneity than we currently have, using the same base of materials, not taken away from the faculty's ability to personalize. Those play a big role in uh, in the success. Uh, number one reason students succeed is the teacher. John Hattie ran hundreds of thousands of data points across the world, and that's the number one uh, success uh, matrix. Well, and, and just the idea, too, that, uh, you know, you, you look at the, the private two years, and their graduation rate is considerably higher than uh, the, the public's. Just and, about double. Yeah, and, and part of that is you know, oh, they've triple, done, excuse me. Yeah, they've done a really good job of, you know, maybe we launch a cohort every month, for example. Uh, whereas, you know, two-year schools are, yeah, we launch one every 16 weeks. Um, oh, no, know, no, we need the break between. The, so it's not every 16, every 16 weeks plus a break. True, true. So, you know, there's a real possibility that, you know, you have somebody that comes in too late and now they're told, well, you know, this class won't be offered again until this date, sometimes maybe even a year from now. Uh, so, you know, maybe they started, life circumstances happen, they had to, you know, withdraw. Um, but if those resolve themselves, suddenly they have to wait a long time to get going again, and they might not. Whereas if they could start again right away, they could. Or just as you said, you have somebody that, you know, maybe their their shift changed or something like that. Um, you know, I don't have night classes available now, or what I need isn't available at that time. So all of that is really important. And, you know, when you look at the different modalities that can help address that. Um, but, you know, online is sort of what a lot of people would say is, oh, well, let's just put them in an online class. But an online class isn't for everybody. Absolutely. Yes. 
Yes. Now, there, there, since the pandemic, there has been more of a demand for online. The students have learned to live with it. Perhaps we on the instructional side have honed our skills. But like you said, it's still not that magic bullet for every single student. Um, as you were talking, though, you reminded me um, that, and we talked about it a few weeks ago, which is competency-based education. A lot can happen if rather than focusing on time in the seat, we focus on the learning because then it becomes personalized. It can be accelerated or it can be slowed down and it's measured by how much the attainment of the learning has happened. I think that plays a big role. I think that helps uh, students. And if I had the magic wand like you handed me uh, earlier, I, I think that would be one of the things that, that I'd consider. Well, and I think if I had a magic wand and an orchard of money trees, one of the things that I would like to do too is overall have more faculty. Um, you know, that, that, yep, that one-on-one -on -one education is so important and small class sizes are so important, you know, because that helps you get that and that personalized attention it means so much. It's something that I've heard from students over and over and over and over again. You know, this meant the world to me. I would have been lost without it. And uh, I think that is a really, really important thing. And, you know, I can hear teachers everywhere and instructors everywhere cheering right now. Yeah, uh, we're not trying to pander. We're trying to talk about what we, from our perspective, uh, we think, or respective perspectives, we, we think would help and and i would wholeheartedly agree with you so so rethinking our budget right rethinking the way we 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 do things this is why i keep on talking about the revolution rather than an evolution within education well and one other thing here before we we wrap up um you know at, at an institution you and i have worked for uh there is a scholarship program designed and, and talk about you know safety nets but it's it's there to um, you know, kind of help cover some of those emergency needs that can happen. And, you know, I think things like that are, are critical to help those emergency needs where maybe you have somebody that suddenly, you know, their technology doesn't work and they can't do classes without that. Well, here's a scholarship that can help with those things. You're, you know, you, you have four flat tires. Here's a scholarship to help with that having those safety nets in addition to all of this i think is is really an important thing to have in place for the success of students yes valuing the student not as a one-time consumer rather a repeat customer there's a difference how we treat you know if you if we were a business and we were thinking about our customer we would potentially treat them differently. And I, and I think it's time to stop thinking about them as uh, because we are here, they're going to be coming and that's all they have. Absolutely. So uh, if you enjoy things like this, or if you are uh, just desperate to give what you would do with your magic wand to help with uh, graduation rates, be sure and post those in the comments down below. Um, if you enjoy this, be sure and subscribe to our channel. Ring the bell here on YouTube so you get notifications when we post new content. 
And of course, you can find Let's Talk Ed on all of your favorite podcasting platforms as well. So for Dr. Zahi Atala, I'm Chris Ford. We'll see you next time on Let's Talk Ed.